You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, and I know that's true with some of you, uh, my name is Brenna Rubio, and I'm one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And it is just really good to be here together today, just to have this chance to sit, breathe, get ready for the week ahead, just to know that God is with us. Um, we always love to pray for our kids uh, before we send them out to have a special time of learning and fun. And we've got a couple of special things going on today. One is that our youth group, uh, which meets about once a month, that's for sixth graders and up, is going to be going out and meeting together this morning as well. So that'll be super fun. So sixth graders and up, you're welcome to go with Amy with the youth today. I think they're usually back here in the cafeteria area. Uh, and the younger kids, you have a treat this morning because our friend Ian is gonna do some music during the kids' time this morning. He brought his guitar, yeah, I saw a cajon. It is gonna be, it's gonna be a good time in Kidman this morning. So super excited and wanna hear about that. Um, I'd love to pray for our kids. If you guys would join me uh, just in a quick prayer. God, we're here and um, yeah. Some of us are coming in feeling cheerful and energetic and all the good things. Some of us are here tired, sad or confused, angry. Some of us are mixed. Some of us don't even know. It's part of the reason we're here. So that we can take a moment and, and get a little bit more in touch with our own hearts. And God, hopefully get a little bit more in touch with yours as well. So God, as we take that minute, as we breathe a little bit here with you, um, we think especially of the kids among us. Would you be with them uh, this morning? They could just have a good time with each other and they would feel your love. God, we know it's not, it's not actually so important that they memorize verses. It's not actually the most important thing. God, would they know that your love you are love, you love endlessly and deeply and unconditionally. That love surround them and fill them and flow back out of their lives in an incredible way. God, thanks for pouring that love out on each of us. We love you too, amen. Hey, so kids, youth, if you wanna come on over here, and head out with your leaders, that would be awesome. I just realized, Zoom friends, I forgot to say hi to you. So as the kids are moving around, a special hello, friends on Zoom. I've been getting to know some of you a little bit more with our Thursday night um, Bible study group. Head on out, okay. Um, so yeah, so good. Hey, would you guys welcome up our other co-pastor, Bill White. Hey, hey. So good to be with everybody today. Oh man, so good. Um, so many new folks here. Appreciate your courage and showing up uh, when you're new at a church. Man, churches can be weird places. If you haven't figured that one out yet. Um, so we are in this series where we're talking about seeking. Uh, seeking God, uh, seeking better ways to live in our world, uh, seeking 
the transformation of our own lives so that uh, we might know Christ and become more like Christ. And today we're going to engage in uh, a passage in the Gospel of John where it's the, it's the longest conversation that Jesus has with everyone that's recorded uh, in the Bible. And so we're going to just be talking about conversations and, the, and the, the role of conversations in the spiritual life. Um, it's easy to think of a conversation, it's just a conversation. But what if every conversation is actually a, a moment when, when God shows up? Every conversation. Now, some in bigger ways and some in smaller ways. But what if we're just going to kind of unpack this small piece of life, having conversations with your, your kid or your neighbor or a friend, and trying to sort that out. So how, let's just start. How many of you have ever gotten into that conversation that then went long? Like you, and you find yourself, it's like 2 in the morning, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how did it get to be 2 in the morning? Has this ever happened to you? Like where you... And you realize that was intense. Like there was something there, right? Not all of our conversations are like that. Some of them are very short, but they're very, they can be very meaningful. And, and those are the conversations we want to unpack. I was thinking about this week. I was at a conference with a bunch of, uh, bunch of church folks, a bunch of, bunch of church leaders in Chicago. I just got back yesterday. And I was thinking about a conversation that I had with, um, with a couple of leaders. There were three of us, and um, this one guy was asking me these questions, and uh, this other pastor was kind of listening intently. And the, the conversation was around something that I, I really value, which is creating space for people to go on a spiritual journey. And in particular, we were talking about creating space for folks who may have had very little connection with the LGBT community, but are starting to gain exposure and are starting to think like, hey, maybe, maybe there's some different ways to think about um, kind of our, our queer siblings and like maybe God's at work in their lives too. Right, so it's it's a conversation that I have a lot. I've got two gay kids, right? I mean, this is normal for me. I have this regularly, but in this conversation, uh, so this guy asked me these questions, and I find myself kind of a little bit reactive, a little you could call it triggered, whatever you want to say the word is. And after like ten minutes of sharing, this the the pastor. She says to me, she says, can I reflect back to you what I'm hearing? I was like, yeah, because that conversation really didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I was mad. I started cussing at one point. I was like, I mean, it was like, I almost, literally, I almost cried. And she was, I mean, this pastor is, she's phenomenal. She pastors this great church up in San Francisco. Um, and she says to me, she says, Bill, I hear a lot of pain. Like, like he asked you this question about like how churches can work together. And you just started pouring out all this hurt. I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, and I realized that, that she was unearthing these things because she had listened so well. And he'd asked some good questions and and I was like, I, I'm kind of in this thing, and I really value it, but I never noticed that I take hits along the way. 
the people, you know, a lot of people, like, I've had numerous people tell me, like, oh, you're not a Christian because you like gay people. Um, and, and these sorts of things. And, you know, very kind of um, aggressive things. And I think I just sort of absorbed them in my body over the last, you know, however many years. And I hadn't paid t attention to them. And in this one conversation, this guy just asked a couple of questions and this woman just starts listening to me and I'm not even listening to myself. I don't even know what's going on. And all the, I mean, it's like one of the best conversations I've had recently. God was in it and God was saying, hey, I, I see you. You have some pain. Let's talk about that. And and my hope is that in, in some ways that as we unearth and unpack this conversation that Jesus has with this woman, that we'll start to figure out how to have better conversations ourselves and pay attention to what God might be saying, whether it's pain or joy, whether it's about your dreams or about your trauma, or whether it's just trying to figure out how to parent or be your friend. So our friend Liz Roy is going to read scripture. If you would welcome up Liz with me today. So glad you're here. All right. Um, and this is a long passage. We, we stand uh, typically around City Church. Uh, if you're on Zoom, you don't have to stand. You know, if you're like lying in your bed, that's weird, but it's fine if you do. Um, and this is from uh, John chapter 4, where Jesus is having this conversation with this woman in the middle of the day, it's nice and hot and they're sweaty and it's, yeah. The longest conversation. It is the long one, right. so go go for it. Here we go. You got it. <laughs> All right, so now he, had, now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said, what you've just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, 
Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. People of God, this is the word of God. You may be seated. Thank you, Liz. You crushed that thing. Come on now. That was, that was fantastic. Now, there's a lot going on in this passage. If you can, I mean, there, I mean, you could preach a thousand sermons on this passage and not be done, right? And so I'm going to try to respect your time and not do that. Um, I mean, there's so much good stuff here. I mean, there's ethnic stuff and there's this stuff and there's theological this and interreligious diet. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. We're not going to get to all that. Okay. I just want us to think about how we have better conversations and how we pay attention to what God might be doing in them so that you and I can live our lives more like Christ. So to, to start off with, notice that the conversation begins with a question. Um, hey, will you give me some water? There, there's a need. There's a, a human connection point. This is where so many of our, our conversations start, right? Just a regular thing that, that people do. You're standing in line at the, you know, the grocery store, right? Or your, you know, your, your kid comes up to you while you're watching TV. And it starts with a question, maybe a need. And you enter in, and, and then there's this thing, this special moment. Krista Tippett, are you, I don't know if you, how many are familiar with Krista Tippett. So she leads a podcast called On Being, On Being, which is fantastic. She interviews super interesting people. And she just has, she has the best conversation voice, doesn't she? Like you just kind of want to listen to her. She has such a great voice. But she says this, she says, I think of a good conversation as an adventure. There's curiosity, there could be need. There's a, a bridging between one and another. And a conversation starts to unfold. And, and there are ways to have better conversations. Um, we found growing up that like, hey, um, how was school today is a, good is a good question. A better question can be like, what was the best thing that happened at school today? Or was there anything that made you laugh today? Or what did you learn today? Like they're, they're better questions and, and less better questions, <laughs> right? But this curiosity to say, there might be an adventure here to have. 
how do we think about questions that, that help us get into that? There are a bunch of questions in this passage, right? Tons of them. She's asking, he's asking back, right? And as the conversation unfolds, there's conflict, right? I mean, at multiple points, right? She's like, how can you ask me for water? Don't you know, like, we're different ethnic groups. We don't get along. You're a man. I'm a You know, all this stuff. There's all kinds of pushback, like, well, we worship God here. You worship God here. And Jesus is like, yeah, uh-huh. And both of us are wrong. I think we're going to need to worship God in spirit. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. And there's pushback. And I, I want to suggest that our best conversations have some conflict in them. Now, disclaimer, like when you yell, that's, that's probably not your best conversation. All right, if you ever use your body in a conversation uh, to interact physically with someone else, that's not a conversation, okay? That's, that's not. Um, but healthy conflict is a gift. So listen to the woman. So here in, in verse 11, um, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where are you going to get this living water? Right? I mean, she's, she's pushing up against Jesus. She's like, you're a little cray cray. Like, I don't, that, that, what are you talking about? Right? That's pushback. And that's a healthy conversation. Jesus doesn't get defensive, right? A little further down, Jesus says this to her. You know, she's like, well, Jacob worshiped here and our fathers worshiped there and your people worship, you know, and, and Jesus is like, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain, which is where her people worship, nor in Jerusalem, where his people worshiped, but you worship the Father in spirit and truth. And he's pushing back on her, and he's pushing back on kind of some of his own stuff. There's conflict. So date night for us is a, uh, you know, Katie and I have been married coming up on 31 years uh, this summer. And, yep, there you go. And we had this wise old couple tell us, and we were just young and dumb, uh, when we were engaged, they're like, hey, you need to have a date night every week. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's how you did this. Okay, great. So for 31 years, we've had date night every week. Um, and it's been great, uh, in part because it creates a regular context for conflict. <laughs> it's just what happens. And we've learned to, to build in a certain set of questions that help us really like, hey, what's going, you know, how are you? And, uh, and we always ask the question on date night, how are we doing? So we had date night last night and guess what came up? Conflict, right? Now we're 30, 30 years in, uh, almost 31 years in. So we, we, we learned a little bit. There's been maybe a little bit of therapy along the way, uh, maybe a lot for one of us, um, <laughs> more than the other, which is helpful. But the conflict last night, was it was a great conflict. It was like, hey, there's this issue, huh? And we both sort of looked at it like, yeah, we kind of see that differently, don't we? 
There were no raised voices. This is a lot different than date night used to be. <laughs> there were no tears. It was great. Yeah, I was like, huh, yeah. And we literally said like, you know, we should probably go see somebody to talk through that issue as it kind of presents itself more significantly in our, in our family. Like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. I'll look into it. Okay. Like that was our conflict. Is that awesome? <laughs> it was so great. So much better than all the drama, right? But there, it was actual conflict. Like, hey, we see this differently. We, we're probably going to need some help to work on that. But that's what is going on here. Jesus and this woman, both of them, are running into each other. They've got some different ideas than each other. And the best conversations aren't between someone and no one. They're between two someones, which means you need to show up. You and your opinions, your history, your thoughts, you got to show up. And they're going to show up too. Um, uh, a guy named Ladane Pulaski, who's the head of this kind of big group of churches, um, this is what he says. He says, relationships without conflict are simply acquaintanceships. Acquaintanceships. And we as Christians are not called to be acquaintances, but sisters and brothers. We can remember that the conflict inherent in these conversations is a divine gift that can fuel creative conversations to deepen and widen our relationships. A divine gift. What if we mind our conversations for healthy conflict to find the gift? Um, and by the way, youth group is right behind us. So if you're hearing kids laugh and shout, this is good and healthy, and we think that's great. Um, so I, I want to move to a, a, another aspect of this relationship that is, I feel like coming to the text, there's some folks, there's this group called Sanctified Art that we've been leaning into for some art and some um, kind of Bible insights. They've been really helpful. And some of their stuff here has been eye-opening for me. But in particular, what uh, this one woman pointed out about this passage is that if you listen in well, you'll notice that there is a mutuality between Jesus and this woman. It's not like one of them dominates the conversation. It's not like just one of them asks the questions. It's not just one of them who brings the conflict. They're both fully engaged in a mutual conversation. So like, just look at these two, these, these two verses in verse uh, John 4, 7 and then 4, 18. So Jesus says to her, will you give me a drink? And the woman says to him, sir, will you give me this water? so I don't have to be thirsty. Like, will you give me some water? Will you give me some water? And there's this very mutual dance through the passage, which is wild. This is our God in flesh, who could just take it over, but would rather do a dance with us who's actually curious, who actually expresses need, 
Like, I'm thirsty. That's why I asked you for water. And Jesus here is not just sort of, um, he's not trying to like, well, let me get her saved. He's like, no, let me engage this woman in conversation. I have a real need. She has a real need. Let's talk. And God works. It's not like a big hidden agenda. It's love really in action. And it's, it's mutual. Jesus is showing us how to have some good conversations. And so I want, we're going to take just a minute here. Um, we have a special guest. We're going to invite her up in a second. But just for a minute here, I want us to look at a picture. Uh, this is from Reverend Lauren Wright Pittman. She's an artist as well as a pastor. And she, uh, she made this, this picture. It's like a piece of stained glass art. And we're going to just take a minute. We talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, Visio Divina, which is an ancient practice in the church of looking at uh, art or sometimes poetry or scripture and kind of visually asking yourself, what, what might God be saying to me? Okay. And so we're going to just take a minute and look at this. Uh, Jesus and the woman. And she points out um, uh, this, this pastor, she points out that in throughout history, when you look at the picture of Jesus and the woman at the well, almost never are they level. It's always Jesus here and she's down here. And she said, well, that's not how I see it. And so she, she made this painting. So we're going to take a minute or two. We're going to look at this, and I'm just going to sort of guide you through. I'm not, I'm no expert at this, so don't expect to levitate or anything. Okay, all right. But we're going to just take a minute, and we're going to look at this and ask where, huh? What, how's how's God speaking with me through that? Okay. Um, hey, Stephen, would you can you come up and play your little guitar? Oh, that would be so great. Sorry, I should. I was going to ask you earlier, and then I forgot. Um, so, so. Why don't you, we're going to take about 30 seconds and just look and say, what's standing out to you? Maybe there's a color or this or an idea, or maybe a Bible verse comes to mind for those of you who know the Bible, or maybe something else. And just like sit with that, and then I'll, I'll guide us through a little bit more. So just look for about 30 seconds. close your eyes and take another 30 seconds and think about whatever it was that was standing out to you. And maybe even say, God, why is that standing out to me? What do I need right now? Get in touch with your heart and with God's spirit.
And now why don't you just open your eyes one more time and just look at the, the painting and, and maybe just with a kind of an eye open prayer. Say, God, thank you for this. Whatever it is that you is standing out to you. Thanks for uh, trying something a little different, a little new. I uh, appreciate that. Um, so as, as I was thinking a little bit about this experience and, and, and even the painting and, and just Jesus interacting and conversations, I realized that um, it would actually be helpful for me and maybe for us, so we'll find out, um, to have a conversation and for us to, to listen in, right, on a, on a conversation. Um, and so uh, I'm going to invite a friend up, but let me, let me share this with you. So this is, um, this is from a, a theologian who lives, I think, in Massachusetts. They, he writes this, you cannot predict beforehand the results of a respectful conversation. You don't know where a conversation is going to go. And so if you would welcome with me Christine Cabrera, who's going to come up and have a conversation with me because we don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> and it's going to be lovely. We, yeah, we got you. We got you. We got seats. Yeah, let's move this over. Here you go. Um, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Hello. Say hi. Wave to the people on Zoom. Hello. Where's the Zoom, Zoom oh, is right hello. there. You see the camera? Yeah, they're Good like, you're morning. Like... I hope you got enough sleep because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, Christine, what time did you go to bed last night? About five in the morning. Okay, Christine did not get enough sleep, okay? <laughs> she did not get enough sleep. But and it feels good to be alive and awake. <laughs> <laughs> and the coffee outside helped. <laughs> oh, you are so dear to come and have this little conversation with, with me today. So. Um, uh, well, tell us, why were you up till five in the morning? Okay. These so, people don't know you. Yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? Why am I here? Um, well, first of all, Bill asked very nicely, and who can say no to Bill? Uh, and second, spring forward happened, and we have a little bar on Willow. It's called PBS Pub. And it's been around since 1950, but we took it over a year ago. And so yesterday we were supposed to, well, this morning we were supposed to close at two. And we did last call around 1.30 and we were going to close nicely on time. And then this giant family came in <laughs> and we kind of know some of them and so they stayed till past two, which was like past three. <laughs> yeah. And there you so, go. There you go. That's why you're. Yeah. And they're too cute. You know, it's like three generations. You know, how can you not say, okay, I'll hang out 
and there you, you know, go. be together at the pub. There you go. So, um, so Christine and her husband Eric, who is probably is he at, at the, the bar? pub right now? He, he's at the pub. <laughs> yeah. So they, it's PBS Pub. It's right here in Willow, um, uh, like a block from here. Um, so I, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer and an orientation also. Um, why we're having like a local bar owner, like, you know, say things at church. Oh, there you go. My oh. short legs. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> Thank you, Tiger. Thank you. <laughs> um, so like last week we had a, a friend share uh, a little bit about some of their struggles with addiction and this that, and the other and their you know their process and we we recognize that there are folks with all kinds of relationships with alcohol in the room here today we love our friends in aa we've got a ton of them um and we recognize that for a lot of folks uh, places like pbs pub are a really safe place where there's no judgment and you connect with friends and it can be a really healing space and at city church there's room for everyone. And we think that's really important. So like me, my, you know, I come from a family of alcoholics, um, but I love going to PBS pub. And do you remember my favorite drink? Ginger ale. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ginger ale, right? I bring my, own, usually I bring my own ginger ale and I give it to the bartender and then I buy it back from them with a tip and have them poured in a nice frosty glass. And we sit and we chat. It's great. Fine. So, you know, so we're not like here promoing anything, no. although we are promoting a local business because they're awesome. And they also, Christine and Eric also live in the neighborhood. They're yes. neighbors. So, uh -huh. yes. um, so Christine, well, how, tell us how long have you been around City Church? Like how many times have you been to City Church? None. This is my first time. <laughs> okay. I only show up. When there's food involved, like pie contests, but I think that's a community event, even. But I don't know, it's you know, um, love going to events at Bill's house for you know a nice competitive game of boggle, and <laughs> yes, yes, that was good. <laughs> oh, there's one favorite. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, Henry. Henry was, Henry was a big boggle guy the other night. Uh, yeah, another... and I just love the feeling of community and. I feel very strange right now, you know, like, like you said, it's an honest conversation. I feel like in a very friendly way, and I know this is not your intent, you know, kind of like, why, if I love it so much, don't I do this more often? You know, <laughs> why, if it's so sure. great, don't I make time to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a good answer. <laughs> yeah, but those are the sorts of things that, as again, as we have conversations and experiences, we listen to ourselves, yes. right? And we say, hmm, I'm, I'm going to hold that and maybe come back to that and, mm -hmm. and think about it. Um, so are you really, like, I, I, a lot of this, I don't know these stories. We're having a conversation, but this yeah. is what we do. So are you religious by nature or were you, you grew up a little something? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I don't say anything you don't want to share, no. but... So I'm Filipino and like most Filipinos, we're very Catholic growing up, you know, not necessarily in faith or belief or, but in practice, you know, we love all our Filipino holiday traditions, you know, that's why, um, you know, things like Christmas and Easter, you know, are less of spiritual things, but more of like, I think there's this movie about easter being like the super bowl of the philippines because of all the food involved so that was the blurb but um 
And I think that's, you know, I grew up spiritual because my mother was very Catholic. My father was just trying to be a decent guy, but out of, you know, conformity, I guess, I had to go to Catholic school, which created an actual polar opposite. Not a good what, experience. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, oh, this is rote. You're not doing this because you love doing this because you believe it's right because there's a nun behind you with a ruler and <laughs> you know you have to be are there many people here who had the experience that you grew up you had to be religious whether it's catholic or any other religion and yeah. uh, because someone was behind you mm -hmm. like there yeah, okay and it became so insincere feeling okay right all right so so you took a break you said no I'm no not well do it's that. not that i it's more of like uh maybe I, I don't know maybe when i'm older i'll grow out of this rebellious thing and do you think uh, of yourself as rebellious well i just think of because you are taught that if you reject it you're re rebellious right oh. you know anything that is done by most people if you go against it you're a rebel even if you are just gently going i'm not sure about this yeah right right but right you're, painted eh. differently <laughs> they probably didn't sing songs like give me doubt no <laughs> yeah but, not as much yeah, yeah okay no, all, right. I love I get it. all right um so you opened the bar a year ago mm -hmm. and like you had a very strange request when you opened the bar bless the bar yes yeah she asked me to would you come and bless my bar like who who does that why would you do that what in, like why i never asked i just like sure it's like a young priest and an old priest but no um no the bar has been around for so long and it has a very mixed reputation i'm sure some of you know some of the kind of more interesting things that people perceive or have said about the bar um it's been called a lot of interesting things when we tell people we're in escrow because we're buying this bar. It's going to be our new business venture. And I don't know if even I can, if I can even say this here, but anyway. Sure, go ahead. Well, they call it the bar with a rapey vibe. Uh, and they called it the murder bar. But so, you know, it didn't feel like- So there was actually a heaviness on you yes, when you heard some of those of things. Of course, yeah. yeah. And right. to us, because, you know, we we just wanted, my husband loves to brew and so is so does our other partner. So to them, it's like a place where we can serve really interesting beer. And of course, now they came up with 80 beers every time. <laughs> and to me, it's like where I can sit and talk to people. <laughs> and, you? you know, I know. <sighs> anyway, that was a thought. So, so, but why did you, why did you have me come and, well, so, I mean, so it was like a me, church service yeah. in the bar on a Saturday night yeah. at eight o'clock. Like, because what? when we took over the bar, it was empty for two years and, and, and not to sound superstitious or have juju things, but it's, it felt sad. The bar felt abandoned and unloved. And it was so funny because when we worked on that bar for six months, bare hands my phone wouldn't recognize me because of the callus on my thumb so and and every time we bought the bar with an inventory and every time someone poked their head in we're like come in for a drink you know we have you know beers but we also have sodas just come we want to bring cheer back to the pub and your being there 
the way you bring people together, the way you bring them and make them feel comfortable and seen. We want that place infused with that. You know, we want, that I don't want it to so make sweet. people's homes. I want people to leave after two, but <laughs> you know, I want them to go there and go, I am welcome here and I'm right. seen here. But, so, and, and are you getting this sense like this is who she is? She wants to welcome people in. <laughs> She wants to cook for them. Like if you've ever had her, uh, there are some people here who had her buttermilk blueberry pie, right? Which won, I mean, stiff competition in the uh, Wrigley neighborhood pie baking contest. Uh, she has the, you should have brought the spoon. Oh. She, she has an engraved spoon, the first place spoon. I um, love that spoon, where's Danny? It is, it is a, is a great spoon. So, so this is who she is. And there's something in you that said, hey, I want like, in a spiritual way to create that as much as I can here for this neighborhood. Yeah. Tell me this. Do you have any questions for me? So, yes. we're, you know, like what, 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 you know, you know, because like you said, or she said earlier, we all come in here and we all feel differently, right? We feel positive. We feel scared, angry, sometimes a mix of that, you know, and how do you do this every week? Like what, makes you have this you know energy and i'm because you know i don't i can't sustain this kind of energy you know that's why there's other bartenders <laughs> but, but you you guys are here and you make people feel welcome and at peace and happy to be here well that is so sweet i had no idea that was coming um i I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I would say I, when I was 16, I had this experience of meeting Jesus, like kind of like out of the blue. I wasn't not a particularly religious family. And I just felt so welcomed. Like I belonged and I never felt like I belonged. And then, and then fast forward a whole bunch of years. So when my kids came out, I realized like, oh, I'd grown up in, in religious traditions that did not welcome uh, folks like my kids. And so I had to like, there's all this stuff in my mind, like all this judgment and all these things. And what happened was I had this experience of God saying, Bill, it's okay. You can open up and love people. And, and so I'm like, and that's just what I want to do. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little kind of religious, but does no. that make sense? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's... Yeah, so that, yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of, yeah, that's my journey. Um, no, because you can sense that he does his, and you know, the love, like, I don't know, like I'm tearing up because I sense it that you almost need to do this not for yourself, but you just need to do this, yeah. and it has yeah. this outcome. Yeah, there's, so, there's yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, thank, thank you. you for letting me be here once. <laughs> um, so, but this is like she's a neighbor. How, I don't know how many times you've been. You know, we've had dinner. I mostly, I don't. If I just want to be honest about something here, so I mostly try to find the neighbors who are really good cooks. <laughs> And then I invite them over and over, like, let's have a pot, like, oh, it's just the 17 who are really good cooks. Um, I'll bring the, the, I'll bring the soda. 
what do you bring, right? It's so great, right? So, I mean, so many times, it's just a, a delight. And I feel like this conversation is just a piece of a larger puzzle of many conversations yeah. um, that we, we've had at my house, we've had at your pub, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and your good husband as well is just a good man and appreciate him, so. He's great. <laughs> um, would you thank God for our friend, Christine Cabrera? Thank you so Stick it in there, sure. Um, yeah, with, with these conversations, we don't know where they're going to go. Like, I didn't know if she was going to get mad at me because she had some negative religious experience and like, we're going to have to like do therapy on stage or she, no, she was super kind and said all these nice things like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet, right? The, great. Hopefully there's a sense in which you see that that we're just gathered around a well, right? And I need a drink. She needs a drink. And there are different kinds of waters that we we connect with each other for, right? And, and this is you. This is your life. These are your conversations with your people, your neighbors, your family. And God is there in each and every one of those conversations. So let's just keep paying attention. I'll turn it over to Brenna Rubio now.